Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on Fridays in May, each film touches upon Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Goya or the Hard Way to Enlightenment and the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie at NortonSimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at laist.com slash sweeps. Laist Studios. Today on the L.A. Report, new data reveals that L.A.'s ban on homeless encampments is just not working. There's a primary coming up Tuesday, so we'll tell you tips on how to fill out your ballot on races, including the L.A. Superior Court judges. We got tips from a past president of the California Judges Association, and he suggested looking at things like a candidate's work history. And later, we'll get a preview of an LAist series about beloved independent movie theaters in Los Angeles. It's Saturday, March 2nd. I'm Julia Paskin, and that's coming up on the weekend edition of the LA Report from LAist 89.3. But first, here's the latest news. A new city report obtained by LAist shows that... LA's anti-camping ban, known as 4118, is failing to address homelessness. The city council requested the report from the LA Homeless Services Authority, also known as LASA, in April of last year. Its findings were never released publicly. LA's senior reporter Nick Gerda got a hold of it and broke the story. He says the report shows the city's strategy to clear encampments is not working. A high percentage, over 80%, perhaps even 90% or higher, of encampments repopulate. And sometimes even more people come back after these operations. And then secondly, 4118 is ineffective at helping people get shelter and housing. The city council's legislative analyst told LAist that the report had not been made public because of pending questions over how LASA got its numbers. You can check out Nick's exclusive report at LAist.com. And this is the last weekend to cram for Tuesday's primary election. L.A. County voters will get to vote on a number of Superior Court judges. L.A.'s producer Brianna Lee has these tips on how to evaluate a candidate. We got tips from a past president of the California Judges Association, and he suggested looking at things like a a candidate's work history and the kind of uh, background they have professionally because, you know, a prosecutor approached things a little differently from a defense attorney And somebody who is a law professor is going to have a different kind of experience than somebody who is, say, like a a court commissioner. And Brianna says you'll also see a race for something called central committee on your ballot. A county central committee, you can think of these as kind of like influencers for political parties, right? Essentially, they govern the parties at the local level. So they register new voters, they decide on policy platforms. Most importantly, they endorse candidates. And that has a lot of power at the local level, especially in a primary election when a lot of candidates are from the same party. And if you're itching to find out the election results, Brianna adds there's probably no need to stay up late Tuesday night. We're not going to have a lot of results on Tuesday night. Even though polls close at 8 p.m. on Tuesday, people are allowed to postmark their ballots on Election Day, and then they still have seven days to get to the elections office in order to be counted. If you have not turned in your ballot, go to LAS.com for our voter game plan to study up. 
And a new vote center in West Hollywood is opening its doors today as the first polling place for the transgender and non-binary community. LAist reporter McKenna Sievertson has details. All L.A. County voters can cast their ballots at the Connie Norman Transgender Empowerment Center, but the goal is to give trans and non-binary people a safe, supportive experience. Queen Shayla Demure founded the unique Women's Coalition based in the center. Go to the polls, go to the voting places, and cast those votes against those legislations that want to bind us and prevent us from being who we are. More than 500 anti-trans bills have been introduced this year nationwide, according to the Trans Legislation Tracker. But Demure said she hopes that similar spaces will follow their lead and inspire change. I'm McKenna Sievertson. Meanwhile, the Sierra Nevada could see as much as 10 feet of snow by the end of the weekend. LA's producer Nate Perez says the area is dealing with dangerous blizzard and avalanche conditions. Yosemite National Park is closed because of heavy snow and strong winds, and officials are warning people to stay off the roads and avoid travel. That's because there's also a high avalanche danger in place for the Sierra backcountry and Greater Lake Tahoe area until Sunday. And don't be tempted to head to Mammoth Mountain right away for the fresh powder. The resort has canceled its early lift access to this weekend's visitors. Snow conditions will be much lighter for our local mountains. A winter storm watch, though, is in place through Sunday morning for the San Gabriel Mountains between Mount Wilson, Mount Baldy, and Wrightwood. And Big Bear's famous bald eagle couple, Jackie and Shadow, could welcome their first chick of the year this weekend. Two of their three eggs in the nest are expected to show signs of pipping. LAS producer Daniel Martinez says it could happen at any moment. Thousands of people are keeping a close eye on the nest's first pip. That's when a chick begins to crack their shell and take their first breaths of air. Once a pip hole is spotted, it could take up to three days before any eaglets fully emerge into the world. You can join the Pip Watch by checking out the live feed hosted by Friends of Big Bear Valley on their Facebook page. More after this break. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com slash sweeps. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS for a morning of multilingual story times, interactive performances, art making, and lots of kid fun. Bring the whole fam and join us for a super fun Saturday at LAS in Pasadena on June 1st. Tickets at LAS.com slash events. See you there. Welcome back to the LA Report. I'm Julia Paskin. Vidiots, that iconic Santa Monica video store that closed in 2017, was reborn last year in the Eagle Theater, and by all accounts, fans are happy with the new Eagle Rock space. You can watch a classic film most nights there, or rent one of the 60,000 DVDs and Blu-ray discs. Vidiots will also be one of the theaters hosting screenings as part of the new Los Angeles Festival of Movies in April. It's featured in the how-to LA miniseries Revival House, a love letter to vintage cinemas and independent theaters in Los Angeles. Take a listen to this excerpt from the episode. I was very bolstered by the fact that the first time these conversations started brewing with Patty and Kathy, they said, 
oh no, the East Side is very much what Santa Monica was in 1985. You have to find a neighborhood that's very much like that. And I knew we needed to be in a residential neighborhood. I knew we needed a commercial property. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't certainly didn't think we were going to end up in a historic movie theater. That was luck. Suddenly, the opportunity to revitalize a major part of Eagle Rock was on the table. Because now we were bringing back two very important film hubs to the city of Los Angeles. This movie theater was really important from 1929 until 2000 to this community. This theater was sitting here empty and derelict for a long enough time that it was starting to get pretty creepy on this corner. The building itself was a complete safety hazard. There was very outdated electrical. There was no fire safety. There was no ADA accessibility. Since we've opened, we've helped other businesses just by being an anchor in the neighborhood. So many more businesses have opened in storefronts that were truly abandoned storefronts. And Eagle Rock Boulevard has just gotten so vibrant And it was already starting before us. I started here because I was a kid at Vidiot's. This is Sila Reyes, Vidiot's programmer and marketing director. And, like, I'm an Afro-Cuban Filipina, so, like, I feel like I really need to make sure that my people are represented within the programming. And especially because Eagle Rock, historically, is a very Philippine and Latinx community, and they need to be like they need to be so aware that we love them and we want them in here and that this is space is theirs as well and it's not about coming in and taking over and like imposing like this film bro culture on them i had a little filipina auntie come in who's had just moved here from the philippines and i was like what do you want to watch and she was like music i love everything with music with every triumph he is so cute but mom, you can't tell dad. We're showing Selena tomorrow, and she's like, I'm buying a ticket right now. And then she showed up with a Selena t-shirt, and she was like singing along in this matinee, and I was like, yes, it doesn't matter your ethnicity, your age, your gender, it doesn't matter, you belong here. That was Vidiot's programmer, Sila Reyes, talking about its new theater space. You can hear more about the history of Vidiot's and the Eagle Theater on the How To LA podcast. Thanks for listening to the Weekend Edition of the L.A. Report. The Weekend L.A. Report is hosted by me, Julia Paskin, and produced by Kevin Tidmarsh and Monica Bushman. Our engineer is Sean Corey Campbell. The podcast is edited by Fiona Ng. Catherine Mailhouse is the Director of Content Development, and our Vice President of Podcasts is Shana Naomi Krokmal. Join us back here tomorrow. You can read more at LAist.com and listen live on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. Listeners like you help make the LA Report possible. Please donate at las.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live. All seven states on the Colorado River may have to cut back water, but not everyone agrees on how. From Coloradans who blame others for the crisis... 
There continues to be a look upstream to solve a problem that we did not create. To farmers who may lose their livelihoods. We don't want to cut equal with everybody else. Will they reach a deal in time? Listen to Imperfect Paradise, the Gen Z water dealmaker, wherever you get podcasts.